Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I'm your host, Drew Davidson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Thursday, December 22nd. Cowboys getting ready for a Monday night game against the Detroit Lions. Uh, they, If they win, they lock up, excuse me, lock up the top seed in the NFC. Uh, they will also do that if uh, if the uh, Giants lose on Thursday night. Sorry, drew a blank there. But if the Giants lose, Giants are the only team that can catch the Cowboys. But locker room was open last night, and as promised, I talked to several players on Randy Gregory returning. Randy Gregory was not in the locker room, but... Uh, this has the potential to be a nice little addition for the Cowboys pass rush. The Cowboys have 30 sacks so far this season, one shot matching their total from a year ago. Uh, tied for 17th in the league, but certainly, certainly uh, the Cowboys hoping Randy Gregory can make a big improvement. Uh, owner Jerry Jones the other day mentioned Charles Haley, who came back in Super Bowl 30 after a uh, six-month layoff with a back surgery and had a sack and and made some impact plays in that game. So certainly Randy Gregory, the hope is he can come back. Uh, And I'll start it off with uh, some Malik Collins, the rookie out of Nebraska. He played two seasons with Randy Gregory along the black shirts D-line. And Collins' best year was in Gregory's final one in 2014. Collins had four and a half sacks and 13 tackles for a loss that year. Randy Gregory, seven sacks, nine and a half tackles for loss. So here's Malik Collins discussing what sort of impact Randy Gregory can have on the Cowboys. All right, that was Malik Collins there, and up next I'm going to play some audio from uh, David Irving, also talking about Randy Gregory. I mean, heck, we can use him on the edge, you know? So I, I'm excited to see my boy come back. 
All right, that's David Irving there. Clearly a lot of people happy to see Randy Gregory on the mend. Uh, there is a chance, it's worth noting that there is a chance that he could be uh, suspended at some point uh, because of a third violation. However, uh, that remains under appeal. It's unclear whether or not Gregory has won that appeal or not. Uh, but certainly the hope is that he's clear to play, obviously, the rest of this year. Uh, and Jerry Jones made it perfectly clear that he certainly expects him to play Monday night. And uh, Tyrone Crawford, who leads the Cowboys with four and a half sacks, is actually dealing with a shoulder injury and something on his leg. Uh, but he is hopeful to play. But here is Tyrone Crawford on Randy Gregory's return. Okay, that was uh, Tyrone Crawford on Randy Gregory. So uh, certainly a lot of people excited about that. Uh, in the not-so-positive news, uh, Sean Lee snubbed of the Pro Bowl berth, as we talked on yesterday's show. But Tyrone Crawford, I thought, summed up a lot of the guys' thoughts well on Sean Lee getting snubbed. I mean, this is a guy who has been credited with 168 tackles. And for him not to be on the Pro Bowl roster is mind-boggling. But uh, as I said, the problem with Sean Lee is the Pro Bowl considers an outside linebacker just the same as an inside line, or excuse me, as an edge rusher in a 3-4. So he was going up against a guy like Vic Beasley, Atlanta's, uh, you know, pass rush specialist who's leading the league with 14 and a half sacks, and a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, the Washington Redskins uh, elite pass rusher who has 11 sacks. And, and clearly Carolina's Thomas Davis, uh, probably a little bit bigger name just because Panthers made the Super Bowl run last year, but uh, he also plays. But I mean, this is a Cowboys team that has the number one run defense. And uh, for them, they, they've kind of been overlooked all season. This is just another example of that. Here's what Tyrone Crawford had to say, or not really say, uh, about Sean Lee getting passed over for the Pro Bowl. How uh, surprised were you that Sean Lee didn't make the Pro Bowl, Tyrone? You don't even want to get me going. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me going right now. Now, I don't even want to get on to that, man. You know, uh, talked to Sean about it and just got a sh strike of humbleness from him. So I'm not going to go on my anger about it and my thoughts about it because because I'll get rude and then uh, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Can you guys funnel that in a way that helps you, or is that bulletin board kind of junk that doesn't really work? What do you mean by that? Like, you know, we're going to be inspired because people disrespect us kind of stuff. You know, and the, the big thing is, like, you know, it's, it's for me, it's Sean. I mean, it's like, we, we can make it a us thing, but uh, just for him individually, you know, um, he deserves it um, more than a lot of people I can even think of. But, you know, um, he didn't make it. And, yeah, we, we definitely can 
channel out into some energy on the field. Can you give us an injury update on that MRI and that MRI and all the other MRIs? Jim and Brick can. How's your shoulder? It's, it's, it's my shoulder, man. It's good. <laughs> you expect to play Monday night? Huh? You expect to play Monday night? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I mean, I always expect to play, so we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. You said that Sean was really humble when you talked to him about the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Can you, what, what do you mean by that? Did he kind of brush it off, or what was his response? No, he just said, you know, hey, it's the way it happens. It's, uh... I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it. We got bigger things to worry about here. And uh, you know, I told him, hey, you weren't gonna be able to go anyways. You know, I don't know how you guys are gonna take that. But. <laughs> how do you want yeah. to take it? How do you want us to take it? It's the way you want to take it. You know? <laughs> All right, that was uh, Tyrone Crawford. Clearly, I uh, wasn't too pleased to see Sean Lee not get it. But uh, I also caught up with Pro Bowl center Travis Frederick who's going to his third straight Pro Bowl. Uh, did not go as a rookie, but has been to the past three. He talked about Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and what a remarkable feat that is for a rookie to make the Pro Bowl. And Travis Frederick also uh, talked about his stat. I didn't mean to jinx him. I hope I didn't. Uh, but it's been since November 2014 since Travis Frederick last gave up his sack. So he is clearly uh, really playing well and showing why he is the highest paid center. So here's Travis Frederick uh, talking about a variety of things, including his Pro Bowl selection. Going back to the Pro Bowl, how does it feel? Uh, it's certainly an honor uh, to be selected to the Pro Bowl. Uh, knowing that my peers uh, are involved in that, you have the, the coaches and the player vote, and then obviously the fan vote. Uh, it, it means a lot to be uh, have that selection, but right now our focus is, is on Detroit and, and on what we have left in our season. Do you give a minute to look at who didn't make it and say whether it's a guy on your team like Sean Lee or maybe other people around the league? Uh, you take a quick look at it. I think the easy one is Sean, and it's disappointing to see that he didn't uh, wasn't selected because I think that he's playing tremendous defensive football, uh, and he's certainly a playmaker and a, a difference maker on our team. So you would have liked to see that, but I think he understands how we feel about him, and, and uh, he's also just focused on, on moving on. If you ask him about it, I'm sure. How exciting! The two other guys in this line go. Can you talk about the, the meaning of that for all of you guys to go collectively? I think that it's important, and I think it's a, an awesome kind of realization of what our group is. And our group is just that. It's a group. Uh, it's not individual. And I think there's an argument to be made that uh, a couple other guys uh, could have at least got some looks uh, if not been selected on, in our group. And so when, when you have that, uh, I think it's a great feeling to know that our work together has been noticed. How, how exciting is it to see the rookies get their nod as well? It's awesome when you get a chance to see that because generally the way Pro Bowls work is you kind of have to play at a Pro Bowl level for a year before you get in uh, to do it. And I just I don't know why that is. It's just kind of how it works. Like your name gets out there, and, and then the next year you might get in. Um, so for rookies to get in, you got to be playing exceptionally. Your name's got to be out there. Uh, guys got to know who you are. And uh, so for us to have two rookies to make it, uh, that's that's a big deal for them. Charles, we know stats aren't your number one thing, but is the offensive line aware of what Zeke needs in terms of setting the new rookie rushing record and breaking your defense? No, honestly, I don't think we have any idea. Our, our goals uh, are, are kind of on a week-by-week basis, and uh, they kind of go as the season goes, but you know, we just want him to be as, as successful as he possibly can be, and we know he's a special back, and he can be very, very successful. 
It's the same. come together this year the way you anticipated. You've been together for a while now, and then and what things are you able to do now that you weren't, say, two years ago? Yeah, I think there's some adjustments that can be made more easily now that we've spent the time together. Um, it, it, there's there's not as much that you have to focus on and coach up on one specific guy, or sometimes there's certain plays that are, are knocked out of a game plan because the adjustment is too difficult, and, and that helps when you're able to make those high-level adjustments uh, to be able to keep those in when the team runs really good looks. I don't know how to ask this without maybe jinxing you, but you haven't given up a sack since 2014. I mean, how, how's... <laughs> no, I, but I mean, just how, how well do you feel like you've played here these last two years and that's kind of a uh, it's a shadow stat if you will uh, the center doesn't generally block one-on-one very often in pass protection my job is to uh, kind of make sure everybody's on the same page and get directed uh, and then when I do obviously I need I need to block so I would say there's not as much opportunity to give up a sack at the center position than there is at others but um, I'm fortunate to have the guys that play next to me with Ron and Zach uh, they help tremendously to me because without them doing it just perfectly, um, I, it makes my job ten times harder. And, and so I'm, I'm really fortunate to have such high-level guards there because um, they kind of take the pressure off of me. It's a shadow stat, but you didn't know you hadn't given up. Well, it's because the last time one of those stats came out, somebody mentioned it, and then I that game I, I got jinxed and I, I let up that. I think it was pressure. So, Are you serious? Uh, yeah, and so uh, Wait, what's it somebody mentioned. Year? I don't remember. I don't remember. I it was earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's why I knew, I knew about it because somebody had brought, had brought it up. Yeah. It'd be more frustrating for you to be responsible for a sack or get flagged. You know, let's say a big game. Uh, I would say they're probably equal. Uh, we're really fortunate to be able to have an offense that is capable of making big plays, uh, and oftentimes those big plays equate to digging yourself out of holes. So sometimes if that's a penalty, or if it's a penalty on a big play, it's negated a big play, uh, being able to continue to move past that. Uh, I, I think the easy reference there is on the draw play, where Zeke ran down 60 yards down the field and I had the holding penalty, uh, but we still continue to go down and score on that drive. So uh, you don't want either of them. I would say they're probably on an equal level, uh, penalties and sacks. Um, sacks certainly kill a drive because you lose down with it as well. Penalties, you at least get another shot at each other. Now, the, again, you guys are so close, the two guys on the line who didn't make the Pro Bowl. Do they congratulate you and say, now you're paying for us for the rest of the year on meals? Or uh, yeah, I think there's probably a little bit of that, but uh, I think they're aware of how much of a group effort it really is and that they're certainly appreciated in our group, even if they don't get the national recognition uh, that they probably deserve. I think it, when you have guys like that that are willing to kind of work as hard as they possibly can and still not get the records. That's the true offensive lineman mentality. And uh, so we really appreciate those guys. All right, that was uh, Travis Frederick there. Of course, he is headed to his third Pro Bowl. But the Cowboys hope none of their five Pro Bowlers, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith, uh, they hope they're preparing for the Super Bowl the next week in Houston. So that is clearly the goal for this Cowboys team. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Cowboys. Again, I'm Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Please check out star-telegram.com for all your Cowboys needs.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.